What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday on Not Your Average Boston Sports Podcast. I am your host, Garrett Hayden. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can follow our socials on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, today, we are talking Celtics, doing a little Celtics playoff preview, and uh, we're talking to my good friend, Derek Welch. Derek, what's going on, buddy? Garrett, how you doing? I'm great. I'm really looking forward to this today. Me too, man. Yeah, you know, NBA playoffs, it's, uh, you know, everyone says for various different sporting events, oh, you know, this is the best time of the year. But uh, you, I know, you're a big basketball fan, so this is probably the best time of the year for you. I'm pretty sure I said it yesterday. (laughs) This is the best time of year for me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, excited to get into it. You know, I think it's exciting that you know not only it's NBA playoffs but you know the Celtics are in a position that I think they haven't been in a really long time as a team who I think legitimately has a chance to uh, do something special in the playoffs so I think just to start for us today I think we'll probably just talk about um, the Celtics and the turnaround that they've had uh, since that tough start of 18 and 21. 33 wins in her last 43 games. It's a uh, pretty remarkable. So Derek, what's your, what's your take about the team and how they've turned it around? I mean, there's so many things I can think of. Like I would start with Ime, you know, he, you know, we got off to a, you know, a rocky start, as you said, what, 18, 21. Yeah. And, you know, they really grasped the team, you know, he, he got a hold of the team and, put them in the right direction. You know, he got the best out of even veterans. Like he's gotten the best out of Al Horford. Um, I'm so impressed by his first season. Um, and I think, you know, he's someone that we can keep with for, for many years, hopefully. Um, also, I mean, the emergence of both Robert Williams and Jason Tatum. Yeah. It hurts that Robert Williams is hurt. Uh, it really bugs me, but you know, it is what it is. Um, that happens to everyone. Yeah. Uh, but really Jason Tatum emerging as, I mean, I've seen him on people's first team, all NBA, you know, mm-hmm. he really took a gigantic leap for someone that's been so good for a couple of years and he just continuously gets better. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, um, I've talked about it plenty of times on this podcast, but you know, not just his ability to score, because we all know that he can do that at a high level. We all we have all seen it, but I think you've seen the development of other skills that he's shown that he can be a really good rebounder. He can be someone that can distribute the ball, um, and he's someone that can play defense at a high level. Absolutely. Um, then I think it's it's interesting that you mentioned Horford because I think he's a big part of uh, why they've been so strong defensively. That he's kind of uh, turned turn back the clock a little bit. Right. You know, it was almost like the the part of the season that he sat out with OKC last year actually helped because now he's got kind of fresher legs. I mean, not to jump ahead, but Al Warford's going to be a massive part of this series coming up. I oh, think. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, um, you know, talking about this series and this series with the Nets, um, you know, he's going to be a big part of it because – you know, like you said, they're without Robert Williams, probably will be for the first round series. 
Um, so Horford's going to be a big part of, you know, a, a big part of their team defensively. Um, and it's going to be huge, I think, in terms of Celtics defending at the rim, but also, you know, defending out in the perimeter as well. Right. Um, so looking at this series, uh, key storylines, what are some things that, that stick out for you? I'm going to, I'm going to take the obvious storyline and it's got to be Kyrie. Yeah. I mean, he looked so good in that play in game the other night. And yeah. um, he's so frustrating because you want to hate him so much, but he's so good. Um, yeah. I think, I think it's a t- like a little bit of a tired storyline, you know, Celtics mm. versus Kyrie, mm-hmm. but um, it's, it's going to be there whether we like it or not. We're going to hear the booze. Um, when he's in the garden, yeah, um, it's. I, mean, I don't think the players hate him as much as the fans do. Like, I don't think Tatum and those guys really dislike him as much as the fans do. But, yeah, um, I mean, even that's like more out outside the lines. Right. Inside the lines, Kyrie, the storyline would be to contain him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he can do so much, and he showed it literally two days ago. So. Mm-hmm. just containing him is going to be a massive part of the series yeah yeah absolutely you know it is it is funny because I was thinking about it there earlier I was like you know it's like the fans hate Kyrie but the players are like uh you know they're they're friendly with them you know I think um it, it's kind of strange because it's like obviously as a fan it's so easy to hate him but then it's like the players are like oh you know it's it's all right you know we we get it um but I think, yeah, it will be a huge part of the series. Um, yes, and, you know, the Celtics, what they're going to try to – or what they have to do defensively against him, you know, containing him and then also KD. I mean, it's like yeah, you have KD who's probably the best player in the league right now. And then, yep. you know, Kyrie, you can get get his offensively. So it's, it's going to be a challenge. You know, I think it's probably not ideal that you have to play this team in the first round, but – you know, the way I, the way I look at it is it's going to be a good test for them competitively. You know, it's going to be a series where they're going to have to be locked in from game one. You know, it's not going to be like they're playing Chicago and no disrespect to the bulls, but you know, that would be a series they would win in five games and probably wouldn't really have a hard time with, but it's like this series, like, okay, they really got to lock in. I think for me, at first, I was like, I cannot believe we we pulled the Nets the first round. Yeah. But then you think about it, and it's like this East is so deep where mm-hmm. almost anybody you, you pull is going to be difficult. And it's almost like let's slay the dragon first yeah. and then, you know, bring on, bring on Milwaukee, bring on Philly. You know, yeah. this is a first test, but, you know, just get it over with first. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, yeah, you said it, you know, whatever, whatever team you draw in the East playoffs is probably going to be a tough opponent. So, you know, it's, uh, can't, can't, can't really be too picky, I guess. Um, yeah. One of the other storylines that I think is, is important is the uh, Celtics obviously are going to have Jalen available this series as, you know, he, he was hurt at this time last year. Um, so I think having him and his ability to or just, you know, having him and having the ability to have another scorer um, that you can put alongside Tatum. So, you know, he doesn't feel like he has to score 50 every game, which kind of what it was like last year. And actually he did score 50 in a win, but it's like, okay, you know, now you have a second, 
you have a second scorer. And I think from an offensive standpoint, I feel a lot more comfortable where they are now as to where they were last year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, can continue. Uh, no, no, <laughs> you can, you can go. I was going to say, you know, this is like another, another storyline. I think you already brought it up. You know, it's the rematch and like, I just look at how far we've progressed over a year. Mm. And like you said, you know, we didn't have Jalen last year. Um, I think we match up super well against Brooklyn and I'm very, very excited to see how we match up. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think especially with um, uh, how the Celtics have been playing offensively and I think they can attack Brooklyn, you know, a way that maybe they weren't able to last year, you know, obviously they're without Jalen, but it's like, they're playing basketball at such a high level. You know, you have Smart playing at probably the highest level he's played in his career. Absolutely. You have Tatum playing well, and then you have a couple of guys off the bench who are, you know, playing well offensively too. You know, Pritchard, someone that I think could have a big part in this series is someone that comes off the bench and, you know, can knock down threes. <laughs> Pritchard, I always say, get him a little bit more run. I love Pritchard. He's a high energy guy. He fits well in this team. Yeah. You know, he shot a thousand for the year on free throws. <laughs> did he really? He did not miss a free throw this year. This is a random wow. stat, but. Uh, That's so amazing. That. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Wow. You know who also shot uh, a thousand was uh, Jabari Parker. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great fact. <laughs> not sure how many free throws he took, but hey, there you go. Um, so, you know, Pritchard, I think was a name that I had brought up on purpose because, um, I was going to kind of get into some of the key players for the series. And I think talking about the bench guys, Derek White, Grant Williams, I think they're going to be huge because of Grant's ability to be such a versatile defender and he can knock down threes. And then White, you know, he's someone who can score at the basket, but he's also been shooting well from three recently. And I think that's huge because I think there was definitely concerns when he came over from the Spurs that, you know, he's shooting 31, 32% from three. And it's like, okay, he's going to need to knock down open shots. And it seems like he's doing that now. He's been a little nice little scoring talent off, off the bench for us. It's been, mm. it alleviates our stars, you know, having them come off the bench. I've yeah. been ex extremely impressed by Derek White. Mm -hmm. I know when we first traded for him, you know, what's, what's truly the value of a first round pick. And like, right. I'm starting to see that, you know, we need someone like him off the bench and mm -hmm. it's worth every penny at this point. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, you know, his ability to score, but also his ability to, to be a distributor too, you know, and someone who can come off the bench and kind of spell Marcus smart um, and kind of have the ability to play a very similar way that he can get, get hoops, he can get quick offense at the hoop, you know, but also is someone that is just a, a nightmare to have to play against um, from an offensive standpoint. So looking forward to seeing what, what he and Grant can do off the bench, but you know, the Nets also have a couple guys that I think are going to be key as well. Uh, Brown, Curry, you know, Patty Mills. I think those guys are going to have to be important if the Nets are going to, win the series, which I guess we, we were hoping doesn't happen, but, you know, I think 
a Bruce Brown's a guy that could be a huge uh, difference maker in the series. Right during the broadcast the other night, they they were talking about how Bruce Brown was fighting for like minutes last year, and now he's arguably their third or fourth most important player on their team, and he's someone that could actually really hurt us if we let him get going. Yeah, yeah, because I think for me, I think one of the concerns about the Nets that I have is you know, who's going to be that third scoring option. I think, you know, he's someone who could certainly step into that role, but I think, you know, the question for them is, can he do that consistently? And, you know, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I could see him doing that for a game or two, but for a whole series, I think it's a pretty tall task. Um, and I think, you know, this is a Nets team that certainly is very dangerous with KD and Kyrie, but without Harden, it's like, there, it's a little bit easier to match up against them. You don't have to worry about, you know, Harden's ability to score and his ability to pass at an elite level. And so it's like, okay, the Nets lose a, a scorer from last year, the Celtics gain one. So it's like you have two elite scorers on each side. Right. Someone well, we haven't even mentioned, <laughs> Ben Simmons. There you go. He might, you know, he's, say what you will about Ben Simmons. It's such an interesting storyline that would be coming into this game. I've seen that he's shooting for the for game four. Even if he's anything for 15 or 20 minutes, that's another person that the Celtics have to worry about. Yeah. I don't know what he looks like after so much time off, but it yeah. could be something. Yeah. You know, I think that it's, it's interesting because I think, you know, obviously there's concerns if he's not played – a basketball game in almost a year, you know, right. he's coming back from, you know, game seven, the conference semis, that was the last game he played last year. And you're having him come into the middle of this series in the playoffs in a high intensity game. Like, I don't know, you know, but I think, sure. It does give them someone who they can throw out there for 15 minutes to play good defense. But, you know, the conditioning part is, is very real because I think, sure, you can practice, you can, be around the team, but there's nothing that replaces a playoff game in the NBA. So yeah, that will be very curious to see if he does indeed return. Um, you know, I, there's also a part of me that thinks that this is just a, a report that got put out there by someone to make it look like he's closer to returning than he actually is. And I think I will believe it when I see it, when he uh, plays in a game. Right. Are we, are we going to be surprised if he doesn't play any, the amount in the playoffs no yeah. probably not you know i would i mean maybe this is crazy but i think he's got the same chance for returning as, as rob williams in the first round i'll just say that you know i maybe, think that's maybe fair. that's too bold but no no i no i mean i've seen i mean Ime said today that he likes the way he's progressing but they're gonna take it they're gonna take it as long as it takes i mean he's you don't want to rush him back you know absolutely yeah risk something with him mm-hmm. so unfortunate i <laughs> yeah i can't <laughs> he would be i would feel so much more confident about this series with robert williams obviously but yeah just unfortunate that we dropped brooklyn in <laughs> we don't have one of our best defensive players yeah yeah absolutely you know i think uh it definitely is too bad because it's like you felt like for the first time in his career he was playing at the level that we all thought he could get to and we're like, Oh my gosh, this is great. You know, he's stayed healthy all year. And then, you know, whatever one, one wrong landing and 
there goes the the meniscus. But hey, at least it's at least he's not out for the whole season. He has a chance to come back. So you know that at least is good. But yeah, I would agree. I think they have to be very careful in not trying to to push him and not trying to use him too early. You know, I would think they probably don't use him in the series unless there's a game seven and they're like, okay, you know what, Rob, like, let's see what you got. Can you play 20 minutes and just see, but I think other than that, I can't see him returning. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So taking a look further at this series, um, you know, I think the biggest thing for the Celtics um, offensively is, to keep the ball moving and keep the ball movement going and, you know, playing at that high level offensively that we've seen the last few months. And, um, you know, I think one of the things that could be an issue in this series is if shots, if shots, you know, don't fall, uh, because I think we've seen plenty of times this year that they struggle offensively and then, you know, they start complaining to the officials and that gets in their head and they kind of struggle offensively. So I think, they're going to have to try to keep the ball moving as much as they can and running up and down the floor. Because I saw, I saw a stat when I read an article earlier that the Nets are like 25th in the league in fast break defense. Hmm. So it's like, you know, it would make sense that the Celtics would want to get up and down and run as much as they can to try to, you know, catch that team in, in transition defensively. But at the same time, playoff basketball can be, a lot slower and can be played at a slower pace. So, you know, they may not be able to run up and down the floor as much as we would like, but I think that's something that they probably would want to, would want to focus on. Is there like a big key for you for them in this series? Big key. I was going to say, I have a key player. Mm. I think, I think you mentioned him earlier and like, he's, it's not that, (laughs) it's not that crazy of a take, but, I think the X factor for the Celtics is Jalen Brown. How can he alleviate Jason Tatum from, like you said, not having to score 50? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how can he show up on defense? How can he be a leader in this series and be a number two option for us mm-hmm. and prove that he is a number two option in this league? I think he's got a lot to prove. He doesn't have a, a lot to prove, but I think this is a series that could really solidify him. And yeah. he could be extremely important for this team. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like he plays well on this stage against this team, you know, it could show some outside people that, okay, you know, Jalen Brown's not just a guy that we all think here is a superstar. Like he's someone who, you know, should be recognized as a superstar on the national national stage. So, yeah, I would, I would agree. I'm excited to, to see what, what, what he can do uh, this series, hopefully get uh, an electrifying dunk or two. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Tap up uh, Kevin Garnett. Yeah. <laughs> that was so crazy. Great. Um, what, what about for the Nets? What do you think the big key for them is? I think just sticking to their stars. I think that's what's worked for them. You know, it hasn't it, – it really hasn't mattered what their other players have done. It's really been about Kyrie and KD the entire year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think – I mean, it's pretty obvious to say, but I think, you know, KD and Kyrie getting theirs every game, not having any off games. I don't think either of them can have an off game in this series. Yeah. Yeah. That was something that I had, I think I had seen 
uh, someone had written something, maybe it was in the paper, um, that like, yeah, they have to be at their best every single game if they're going to have a chance to win the series. So, you know, I think that's kind of all the re- all the more reason for the Celtics to try to, you know, you can try to contain the guys, you're not going to be able to fully stop them. But I think, you know, doing things to make things difficult, you know, doubling Durant when it's necessary, um, you know, having having Smart or Derek White, you know, guarding Kyrie whenever they're in the game, you know, kind of think things like that, that is probably the best thing that you can do is just to try to make things difficult. You know, I think that's really all you can do because, you know, Durant, we've seen time and time again, he can do pretty much whatever he wants, even if there's great defense. So that will be, it'll be very interesting to me how they, uh, you know, guard both of those guys or what they choose to, what they choose to do. So I guess for me, you know, and I kind of mentioned it already, I think for the Nets, it's like, who can be that third person who can be able to kind of score consistently. And it's kind of, you know, hard for me to have faith in those guys that I'd mentioned previously, like Mills, Curry, and, um, and Bruce Brown, because it's like, certainly they can score 14, 15 every game, but it's like, you kind of need one of them to, to go off. Um, right. And so I think the Celtics have to be careful that they don't let one of those guys get into a rhythm in this series. So, you know, kind of trying to play as, as good defense as they possibly can. Um, it is interesting. And I know that people have talked about this before, but the Celtics three and one against Brooklyn this year, I know two of those games, they didn't have KD or Kyrie. So it's kind of, you know, yeah. it, it maybe you don't take too much stock into that, but that one, that one game where Tatum went for like 54, you know, that was a game where it was like, okay, I think this team could, could certainly play with the Nets and hang with them and, you know, possibly win a series against them. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the game for me, that, that Tatum game where it's like, all right, this is, this is a year where we like, I didn't think it would be in the first round, but this is a year where we can hang with Brooklyn and Mm -hmm. legitimately give them a series. Yeah. So speaking of this series, uh, what do you have as a series prediction? Prediction? What do you think? What do you think we're going to see? It's tough. I'm going to go Celtics in seven. I think it's going to be a really hard fought series. I think mm-hmm. we're going to have to really grind it out. I don't think we're going to get anything easy in this series. And I can't see them. I can't see this series going shorter than seven. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's something that I definitely see as a possibility um, because I think both of these, two, you know, uh, certainly the Nets, I think the Celtics match up well against, but it's not something where it's like you're like, oh, you know, they're definitely way better at this than the Nets are. I mean, I know you could say, okay, the Nets defensively aren't very good, but, you know, the playoffs are different. You know, I think there's possibility that the Nets could you know, just play better defense in the playoffs. I know that that sounds kind of, you know, can you really flip a switch like that? But right. yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. And I think, especially without Rob Williams, it's probably a series is going to be a little tougher than perhaps it could have been. Um, but I still expect the Celtics to win. I mean, I think at the end of the day, 
the Celtics, I think, have enough to be able to beat the Nets. And I think for me, I just don't have a lot of confidence in what the Nets can do other than their stars. Um, and so I think that's kind of why I picked the Celtics. I like them in six, but, you know, I think for me, anytime you predict a series that goes six, it can easily go seven. So, you know, I'll take Celtics in six, but I'm not particularly like, you know, dead set on that prediction, so to speak. Um, so any other Celtics thoughts you have on this series before we talk about the other uh, playoff stuff? Um, I think I think the Celtics really do need to win. And I think it's going to be unacceptable for, for them to, like, I don't want excuses that we drew Brooklyn in the first round. I think this team is at the point where the Eastern Conference Finals are, you know, the expectation. I think you talked about it last week on your on the mailbag. You know, this team should have no problem. Not no problem. This team should have expectations to go to the finals with the talent they have. And going out in the first round is, is unacceptable, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, and I think also with the way that the team has been talking about this Brooklyn team that, you know, we don't care who we get, we're going to go out and play. And, you know, I think it's great that they're saying all those things that, you know, they're not going to play to an opponent or not going to like avoid a certain opponent that they're going to play wherever they play. Um, but I think it's like, also, you kind of have to be able to, to back it up. So I think, you know, certainly losing in the first round would be uh, real would, would really sting. And I think, you know, they kind of have to make sure they do everything they can to win the series. Right. Um, because yeah, I agree. I think that it's based on what we've seen the last couple of months, it's like, if they're playing at this level, they really should have no problem getting through at least the first round and maybe two. So maybe the second, maybe the second round. So yeah, hoping that this, this goes well, uh, game one of the series Sunday at three 30. So uh, make sure you have your Easter plans uh, before the game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so to take a look at the rest of the playoffs, obviously uh, the play in tournament uh, has begun uh, the Nets obviously winning the seven eight game against the uh, the Cavs, um, and then the Timberwolves beating the Clippers the other night, so they get the seven seed. Um, and then Atlanta beat the beat the uh, Hornets last night. Pelicans beat the Spurs. So the uh, the eighth spot play in game for the East and West tomorrow. Cleveland, Atlanta, and then the Clippers and the Pelicans. Uh, what are your thoughts about these two games, and then? Just thoughts about the play-in in general. Sure. Uh, Cleveland, Atlanta, I think it's an interesting matchup. Um, mm. You know, I really would have loved to see Jared Allen be on the Cavs or, you know, be healthy for the Cavs. Yeah. I think the Cavs were an interesting team this year with some young talent with Garland. Yeah. Uh, I, I, was, I was watching Garland in that game the other night, and he's extremely impressive. Um, I think – Overall, you know, Atlanta went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Hmm. I think they're probably the better team, and I think they probably pull it out against um, against Cleveland. But I think if they have Jared Allen, I think it's a better game, and hmm. it it might be a little bit more of a conversation for there. Yeah. Um, for the Pelicans game, Pelicans Clippers, another one where a big star is out. You know, Zion been talking about it all year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I saw him 
do a 360 dunk on Twitter. And it's like, I don't understand. I mean, I'm sure he's still hurt and, you know, yeah. they probably don't want to rush him back, but um, it's, we get robbed of not seeing it. But mm-hmm. uh, honestly, I would say Paul George probably has another good game. And, you know, they're, you know, even without Kawhi, like I think the Clippers are probably the more experienced team and probably mm-hmm. pull it out against uh, New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think both of these games definitely have interesting, you know, matchups and, you know, players. It's crazy because, you know, this is, this year is really the first time I feel like I've seen a lot of Darius Garland and he is so much better than I ever thought he was. You know, I got to give him credit, you know, making the all-star team. I mean, it's like, he's really good. And he's a huge reason why, you know, the Cavs have kind of had a, a resurgent year. Um, you know, yeah, this game could depend largely on uh, Jared Allen's availability. I don't believe that he'll play, but I guess maybe there's a chance that he does. Um, but, um, yeah, for me, I think I'd take Atlanta. I think just based on the fact that, you know, I think they looked like a very motivated team last night against Charlotte and, you know, looked like they're not going to mess around, um, you know, and I think Trey Young, did not play particularly or didn't shoot particularly well last night, but I think that uh, that is going to be short-lived. I think he has a big game. Um, I like the Hawks as well uh, for Pelicans Clippers. I mean, I have to say, and this is something I noticed when I watched the Clippers against the Timberwolves, uh, it was awesome to see uh, the like Timberwolves crowd just be so into it, you know, being a team that hadn't, hasn't been to the playoffs in a really long time, you know, it was like, whoa, their arena is pretty hyped up. I thought the same thing of uh, New Orleans last night. Um, but I think at the end of the day, I like the Clippers. I like the experience. But uh, don't be surprised if someone like McCollum goes for like 40 points. He was really good in their win against the Spurs last night. So, um, or on Wednesday night. So I like the Clippers too, but I think it's, I think that one's going to be close. I think that one's going to be closer than, than people think. So, yeah, any other any other thoughts on those games? I was just going to say, <laughs> Minnesota is – I mean, I know they draw they drew um, Memphis for the yeah. next round. That that core that they have, that Anthony Edwards in, in, in Towns, even though Towns didn't really have that good of a game, mm. I think they're a team that could – could really give Memphis a tough series. You know, Memphis was that last year. I, I believe they were a lower seed in the tournament mm-hmm. last year and, mm-hmm. and in the playoffs last year. And they gave whoever they played the, in the first round a tough time. And I think Minnesota could really be that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because I was I was thinking the same thing when I was watching the, the game against the Clippers because, you know, I mean, Russell's been unbelievable this year. I mean, right. he is like – I didn't think he was going to be this good this quickly, you know, and Towns obviously has had a good year. Um, and then, you know, uh, Russell played one of the best games I've seen him play in a really long time. Um, so I think, yeah, if the three of them are playing at a high level, they could absolutely give Minister uh, Memphis a, a run for their money and make that series a lot closer than, than people think. Um, 
I still would like Memphis to win that series, but yeah, me too. <laughs> um, just the idea of uh, John Morant and Anthony Edwards, uh, you know, battling it out for uh, for uh, for the entirety of a playoff series, you know, that's going to be fun to watch. There are definitely going to be some uh, electric highlights in that series. Oh. <laughs> um, in ter- I think you know maybe stay out west. Um, Golden State against Denver. I'm curious to see about Steph, Steph's availability for uh, the Warriors. It seems like he's, you know, I think I saw a report that he's on track to maybe play game one, but um, they're going to need him, I think, in this series. I know that sounds kind of like, well, obviously they're going to need him because he's their best player. But, you know, Denver Denver's a weird team because obviously Jokic has been unbelievable. Um but they're a team that I think is still dangerous, even without um, Porter Jr. and and Murray. You know, they've been out. They've been without both of them the whole year. So curious, curious about that series. Yeah, I think it's it's another team where, it's, you know, you look at the injuries and it's such a shame you don't have those stars. Mm. Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are so fun to play or so fun to watch. Yeah. But uh I think you're right with Curry. I, I think it's less obvious than you, like saying that he needs to play for them to win. I think mm-hmm. it's less obvious. Give yourself credit for, but I think Jokic can really take over a series. I, he did it last year in the playoffs when people went out. Um, he's he's probably going to win MVP. Like Jokic is just he he's someone that can take over a series. Mm. I think overall, though, I think Golden State. I mean, they have the pedigree, like. They have the experience in Clay back. I think they pull it out. I think yeah. they win in, in six, probably. Yeah, I, I would think the same thing. Um, you know, they've been, they've been a team that I think has had some injury issues this year as well, but I feel like there are some guys on that team that have played well and kind of thrived. Um, you know, they have a lot of guys that, like, you kind of forget about. Like, uh, Jordan Poole has been excellent for them this year. Um it's kind of too bad that, you know, Wiseman has Wiseman had injury issues the whole year and he's, you know, out for the year. But I mean, I was looking forward to seeing him play somewhere. I really liked what I saw from him out of the gate. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Curry comes back and he's close to what he should be. I think they should be fine in this series, but uh, that's a series that I could think, I think could go seven if it's, um, if, if it's, or it is possible it could go seven. Um, Dallas and Utah is the other West series. Um, you know, Doncic, Doncic, Doncic obviously had the, the calf injury in the final regular season game. So, you know, I think he's out for game one. I'm not sure about the rest of the series, but you know, that's another series where, you know, an injury could make a huge difference for, um, you know, Utah, if they're going to win the series, I think, and I said this to someone the other day, I think this is like the most important series for the jazz. Like they have to win this series. Like if, if they don't, I could see Snyder getting fired. I could see Mitchell getting traded. I could see some crazy things go on with that team. I saw Luca might be out for even two games. And I think that's enough for Utah to, to pull it out. Honestly, they're, Mitchell is super talented and he's proven that he's been super talented in the, in the playoffs. Gobert is a force. Um, 
I wish Luca, I wish Luca was back. And, you know, I feel like that's the theme of these playoffs is all these big stars being out. Mm. But um, I think, I think it's going to be a hard fought series, regardless if Luca is there or not. Yeah. Um, I would, I would probably pick Utah in six. Yeah. I think I would say the same. I just think like, sure. Dallas has some other good players, you know, Dinwiddie's been good since, he was traded over there. Um, I just, Luca's going to miss a, a portion of the series. I just, I have a hard time believing that Dallas is going to be able to pull through with, without him. Um, you know, he's someone that I think, you know, obviously won't win the MVP, but I think deserves some credit for uh, kind of turning that, turning that team around. Um, but I think Utah is a team where they just have to realize their, their, they really need to have a lot of urgency to win the series. Um, and so I think, I think they do win. Um, but I think, you know, if Dallas can get Luca back and they can, you know, steal some games, they might be able to make it a series, but I think I still like, like Utah. Um, and then, you know, I know we don't know who the sun's opponent is going to be. <laughs> I don't really think it matters. I mean, I don't no. really think that they're <laughs> any issues of the first round series, but um, I don't know. I mean, I think in my opinion, they're almost a lock to get to the finals. Oh, absolutely. They're the quietest, what they had 64 wins, 63 wins this year. Uh, they're rock solid. I see no, no problem for them making mm -hmm. it to the finals. Yeah. There's, it's just so interesting because I think, I think it's a fairly easy path for them to get to the finals, but I also feel like maybe there's a possibility someone beats them, but you know, the way that they've been playing the whole year is they've just been uh, steamrolling everyone and kind of it playing as a super motivated group that they want to be able to, to get back there. But it is hard to get to back to back finals. I feel like, um, but obviously there are teams in recent history that have done that plenty of times. So, you know, it's not, not impossible for them, but, um, moving over to, to the East, you know, we talked about Celtics and Nets, um, Bulls and Bucks. I don't really feel like that's going to be much of a series, but you know, who knows, you know, the Bucks could have a bit of a championship hangover, but Chicago's just not a team that, that scares me from a defensive standpoint. I just feel like the Bucks should be able to beat them fairly easily. And honestly, staying on topic with injuries, they the Bulls lost Lonzo, so right. they don't even have Lonzo to compete with the Bucks. Yeah, I <laughs> I hate to say it, you know, I I want the Celtics to win as bad as anyone else, but I would not be surprised, and I probably would pick uh, Milwaukee to win the finals. Mm, they're so again. complete. They're such a complete team. Mm. They proved it last year, and they're continuing to do so. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, virtually it's the same team, you know, you have the, the three stars, you have the, the bench guys, Bobby Portis, um, Brooke Lopez obviously is back from the, from the back injury. I think, I think he makes a huge difference for them um, in the, maybe not in this series necessarily, but I think in the playoffs, it's definitely uh, going to be huge. You know, uh, DeRozan's had a great year for the Bulls, but I think, you know, they, they have just such a, a strange mix of players where it's like they have older veterans and then they have these really young guys who it's like, it seems like they have some trouble, you know, with focus in games. 
Um, but DeRozan and Levine, they're fun to watch together. Um, but yeah, it's uh, too bad about Lonzo because I think if he was available for this Bulls team, I mean, I think I think this would be a lot more, a lot more of an it would be more of an exciting series. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Philly, Toronto. I think <laughs> this is going to be the best series of the first round. I was just going to say this is the <laughs> other than us. I'm looking forward to this the, the most. Yeah, you know, I think I know I'm going to probably get a lot of flack for this, but I think Embiid should win MVP. <laughs> You think he should win MVP? Uh, I think he should. I think he should win okay. MVP. Um, but uh, Toronto's a team where it's just like they're 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 a scrappy team, and you know they're a team that can take advantage if a team is coming into a series complacent. And um, yeah, Philly, I think, certainly could be a team that comes in and kind of overlooks the opponent. Um, uh, but I think. Embiid and Harden have been playing really well together, you know, and I think that was something I wasn't totally, I wasn't really sure how that was going to fit, but it seems like it's worked. Um, but I think Toronto could win a couple of games in this series. Absolutely. I think, I think it's going to be, we talk about X factors. I think James Harden, he's got like, this is probably one of his most important first rounds. Oh yeah. I mean, he, he cried his way out of uh, out of Houston. He cried his way out of Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And now this is what he wants, so he's got to prove it. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, put up or shut up time. That's right. Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, I could, I could see Toronto winning a game or two on the road. Um, that, is a, that is a tough place to play in the playoffs. Um, and obviously, you know, Philly, I think, will be without – Bible for those um, away games um, as I don't believe he's not vaccinated. So, you know, that could be a huge issue because he's a guy who's a really good versatile defender. Um, but I think, I think for me, I think Philly's a little bit deeper than Toronto, you know, Toronto, I think is a team that they play their starters a lot of minutes um, and Philly, I think has enough that they should be able to beat them. But I think this is uh, this is a long series, and I think you know six, seven games. But um, it's a big series for Harden. But I think it's also a big series for Embiid too. You know, if uh, people are going to think he's going to win MVP, you know, he's kind of he's got to show up, and it's got to be important for them. You know, down the stretch. Um, and then obviously the Heat will take on the uh, Hawks or the Cavs. If the Hawks win that play-in game, I think they could give the Heat a good series. Yeah, I don't think – I think the Heat will win no matter who it is. But you're right. I think if the Hawks get there – another team that I, – I didn't bring it up when I mentioned the Hawks. They're mm. missing John Collins. Right. You know, if they had John Collins, mm. I, I think we talk about a different series. Uh, yeah. Going against Miami. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think he's someone who can give them a defender that they can throw on Bam um, down the block. And I just think, you know, certainly Capella is a guy who can play, uh, you know, good high level defense. But um, I just think Miami also is is pretty experienced, too. Um, but the Hawks are, too. You know, I think they got some great experience last year. 
you know, going to the conference finals. Um, if it's the Cavs, you know, obviously things are interesting with, with Allen, you know, if, if he does become available at some point. Um, but I think the Cavs are just a, a little too young of a team uh, to really kind of do anything against, against the Heat team. But the Heat, I feel like there's something about them that I feel like they could win a first-round series easily or they could lose a first-round series. They could just, you know, inexplicably just kind of fall apart. I, hmm. I tend to disagree. I feel like they've been super good this entire year. I feel like Bam mm-hmm. is super solid and Jimmy's super solid. I don't know. I don't think they're going to have much, much issue in the first round. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think that they will, but I don't know. There's something in the back of my head where it's like, I don't know. I feel like they could be a team that, you know, they lose a first round series and it's like one of the biggest, you know, upsets in the first round. But, you know, I think, I think if they are going to lose, if they are going to get upset, it probably will be in the second round. Um, because I think at the end of the day, they have, they have enough offensively and defensively to beat either Atlanta or Cleveland because um, Atlanta for the most part this year has not guarded anyone. So um, I'm not really worried about, you know, what the heat can do offensively, but you know, Trey Young's a guy that can take over a series as he did last year against the Knicks. Uh, so, you know, that will be an interesting series to watch if the Hawks do end up winning. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, Hey, as you said, it's the best time of year. You know, playoffs yeah. will be, you know, starting uh, this weekend. Obviously, the play-in games are going to be Friday, um, Atlanta, Cleveland, 7.30 in Cleveland, and then New Orleans and the Clippers, 10 o'clock in L.A. And then you got the four games on Saturday and Sunday. Um, yeah, it'll be a great uh, weekend to just kind of sit in front of the TV and watch playoff basketball. I can't wait, Garrett. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this is a great conversation, Derek. I'm really looking forward to, you know, the Celtics and the NBA playoffs. Uh, anything, anything else you want to, you want to share with the, with the fans? <laughs> I don't think so, Garrett. All right. All right. Well, good stuff. All right. So, uh, everyone enjoy the playoffs and we'll be, uh, back with you folks on Monday. <laughs>